Jane Jail Powers. Boom, boom, boom. This is Angelica Ortiz with Angelica Empowers. I'm here on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And my friend Lizzie is going to share her story. So right now, as the Empire, as a team, we have a fundraiser to give money, 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 money to Shatterproof nonprofit organization. That's a nonprofit organization that supports people with addiction. So we have a lot of team members. We have a lot of customers who are in the process of recovery. It's day by day. It's by day, day by day, day by day. So Lizzie is going to share her story and please give her all your support. Uh, bring that and camera. Let's see on Facebook. Send invite. So Lizzie, I'm sending you and Facebook. Same thing and Instagram. Yes, you're here. It sounds good. It's, it sounds good. <laughs> so right now we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're going live three platforms at the same time. And we all like are you in TikTok? Yeah. Okay. It's just on only, on the, only audio. She can't audio, go live. so I can't, you, I can't see your face on TikTok. Okay, that's fine. That's the life of an influencer. Okay, so do you want to share why we are here together, Lizzie? Yeah, so um, if you guys don't know, um, our team, the Empire, um, well, really the whole community, like the whole prove it company that we're a part of but specifically the empire we have done something called ketosis for our cause and so when we go to sell our trials um, a lot of us are donating portions of our trial sales or just donating in general to different types of organizations so um, what we're doing right now is for people in recovery um, addicts in recovery no matter you know, it's not even super specific because my recovery story is going to be a little different than most. Um, but yeah, so it's really, really exciting that we can give back and we have a really, really big goal for this fundraiser that we're doing. Um, I think it was 35,000, was it? 35,000. Yeah. yeah. So a big goal because we are yeah. extra, right? I mean, and we could totally, totally do it. And I think it's really, um, I'm really excited that we're bringing awareness to recovery. And I know we, like you said, we have a lot of people um, in our community that are in recovery for various different things, you know? Um, so I think it's interesting to bring a light to all the people that are choosing to do better and like take the stigma away from it. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yes. Because I, I met a lady when we were in Texas and she, she's been, you know, in recovery for 10 years and she went to jail for 13 months and then you know of course she wants to to start over she has dreams so she she had a job and she was doing like basically everything from the manager position but she was you know she didn't have the title and then mm -hmm. when the position was open she applied for it and it was denied because she has a past because you know like come on you are in recovery like sometimes people think oh you can be in drugs or alcohol anytime so like i i'm not gonna trust you with that position so that hurts so much for her and of course for me when i listen to her story and that's why i love the empire because we 
We are the best team and we love you the way you are. We love you in the moment, like, like where you are right now. Right. There's no judgment here. And, and now, you know, I'm very blessed that you say yes to this interview. It's not like an interview. No, it's like, like, yeah, like, just like telling each other stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want to know about your story because, uh, we are, uh, in the same team and I ask in the chat, like who wants to go and share their story. So I know like two people in the chat, but I didn't know about your story. So when you said me, I'm like, Oh, interesting. So Lizzie, please tell me about it because you said your story is different. So I'm like, yeah. So I think like, you know, I think when people think of addiction, I think obviously some of the first things that are immediately popped to our mind is like drugs and alcohol. Right. Um, and I do have some alcohol things I'll talk about, but my like true addiction that I tell people about all the time is I had a food addiction and I, I have heard that become more of a, um, a term, but when I first started using it, I never heard someone say food addiction. You always hear people say, Oh, you have a weight problem. That's not it. I was eating, I got up to 365 pounds and, um, it's not just about the weight for me. It's, you know, that's just a number at the end of the day, but I was 20 years old and I was in the worst health ever. Yeah. I'm 25 now. I was 20, 21. So like right there. And, um, this was 2018, 2019. And when I tell you, I felt like I was in an 80 year old woman's body. Um, it, I don't have arthritis, but my, you know, my young body is, has all this pressure on it. Um, and I gained it in a really, really quick amount of time too. And, um, although I had had issues with, or a food addiction, should I say my entire life, because food from a very, very young age was my comfort, like true, you, I can look back at it and it's just always been a recurring thing for me is going to food to cope with whatever. Um, and so do you, you know, I gotta, let me oh, go interrupt you there. So I didn't know that food was an addiction until 2019. I met a lady, we went to a, a meditation retreat for 10 days and we started talking about, you know, our lives. And she said, oh, I lost a hundred pounds. I was like, wow, what did you do? And she said, you know, I'm recovery alcoholic, but also I have food addiction. I'm like, wait, 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 what food? Like we eat, right? We eat to be alive, to be healthy. Like I had never heard about it at that time. That was like 40, like 40 years old. I'm like 40 years old and I'm not educated about food addiction and now how old are you lizzie i'm 25. now you're 25. so how did you learn that food is an addiction so i mean obviously i knew i had like some kind of a problem you know to you can't get to 365 pounds and be healthy that's just that's not me demeaning any, um, anybody i've been there i felt like I mean, I know I was on the path to death and that's why I take the addiction, the word seriously for me. It's not just, oh, I just throw it out there. Like, no, I, I was incredibly unhealthy at such a young age. 
um, if I would have kept going by now, I mean, who knows where I would truly be. I, you know, so there was obviously always this recurring pattern of, um, losing and kind of gaining weight and like doing like extreme stuff. Um, so that was like trigger number one is like, I couldn't, I either had to like do something insane, you know, and like completely go on the deep end for a while, or, um, I would binge and binge to the point where I remember, um, I can tell you, this is where I, I, I like, I, I really realized it was like an addiction thing was, um, in 2016 is when I started gaining most of my weight. And, um, I remember I used to work at this cleaning service. So I would be work like exercising all day, going up in these big fancy houses, um, you know, like cleaning nonstop from seven thirty in the morning to like six o'clock at night or whatever. So I got a lot of exercise, but before I went to work, I would go get like McDonald's breakfast. And then at work, we would go to the gas station and I would get like a honey bun and like a Yoo-Hoo and a bag of chips. And then after work, I would go to like two, to, depending on what I wanted, like two or three different fast food places to get the things that I wanted, like chicken nuggets from one place, like a taco from Taco Bell, a milkshake from Burger King. Like it just, the amount of money I started to spend, just like other addictions, all my money was going to food all the time. I mean, I was broke. So I don't even know how I afforded it. I, because I guess, cause when you have an addiction, you find a way really like it was just always every day. And then, um, I mean, I just remember eating when I, when I was full, like I just could eat it, it as like, you could, I could never stop. Um, and actually I found out this thing, like, I can't describe it perfect in perfect science, but there's this, um, link, you know, we have this, I don't know if it's a hormone, but a signal um, sends off in our stomach to our brain to tell us when we're full. Well, just like any substance abuse, if you abuse that signal, um, it becomes weak. So that is how people can eat 10, 15,000 calories a day, because the more you abuse that, um, you know, when you're full and you keep eating, you know, you can keep going and going and going and it can build up. And that's how, I mean, at one point it didn't even feel like I was in pain eating now just being um i'm still larger i'm 280 pounds but i've lost 85 pounds maintained it through two pregnancies and and the biggest thing is like when i barely overeat like and i don't do it often because i i, I would say i'm in recovery and i know i'm kind of skipping around um but when i do it i'm in immense pain i am pregnant right now but even before i got pregnant i realized how badly i was abusing my body every day nonstop. I wasn't active. I couldn't, I was in so much pain. It was just ridiculous. Um, I can't even describe, I mean, like I felt like I had to have been in like a 70, 80 year old woman's body because the, my bones just ached. Um, so my quality of life was really horrible. Um, and just like, that's why I like when I say food addiction, you know, um, it's addiction is what is, it has a hold on you, you know, um, and it can really change everything. Um, and it affects you in all the ways of your life. It's not, you know, and then the thing with food, not to say any addictions worse than any, cause it's not, but with food, it is one of those tricky ones because you have to eat to survive. You don't have to drink alcohol to survive, but you have to eat. So it's one of those tricky things that, I think why people don't even recognize food as an addiction, because like everyone eats, 
Uh-huh. And you go to the grocery store, you know, it's, it's not like you need to go to a, a secret place to get the food. No, it's, it's, available. Yeah. <laughs> it's available, right? So it's yeah. like you had to control yourself, like, okay, do I do my grocery shop shopping and then I cook at home, I do better choices, or I just go to fast food restaurants? Okay, so my question is, have you go deep into yourself and ask why did you start you know using food as a soothing so um i actually have a youtube channel that i, I mean i'll tell you why but i have a whole video on it um if you ever want to see it um in 2019 when i finally realized i guess like let's say in recovery type thing like i it finally clicked i was like whoa I'm actually not like doing all this stuff anymore. Um, but it did originally start with parental influence and then I allowed it to just continue. So like when I was really young, um, uh, well, really wasn't even my parents. It was my grandma. Um, she gave me like a hot pepper out of her garden and like pretended it was like just to get me to try it. Like, Oh, just try this. And apparently I was like two or three years old. Okay. Um, I freaked out because I'm like a little kid eating a pepper. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I didn't like trust anyone with food for a while. So what my dad would do, because um, apparently the only thing I liked at the time was McDonald's chicken nuggets, you know, or something like that. So um, what my dad would do, my dad's actually passed away, but this is one of like the things that I love that he did for me. So obviously like they didn't want to feed me McDonald's every day, right? So what they did, um, my mom would cook like homemade chicken um, before my dad came home from work and they kept the McDonald's Happy Meal box. <laughs> and she would put the food in the Happy Meal box and try to like meet my dad outside and my dad would walk in with like a homemade meal, but I'm so young, I don't know any different. Um, and so, you know, obviously they, they tried their best. My parents, my mom was 15 when she had me. So it's like, wow. it's just one of those, you know your parents do what they can and then um they split up and while my dad um, i want to talk about alcohol briefly because it does play like an effect with my story um my dad was an alcoholic and he became a single father for a while and i vividly remember that time of eating just pizza i actually lost my first tooth eating a pizza a piece of pizza that was like kind of burnt like so i have all these memories with food like my entire life you know that so food's always been like this thing since i was really really little um and so once i noticed you know like i said i just allowed the habit to go on there was obviously interventions for my family throughout the time um in my childhood and stuff but like you have to want to change for yourself and not anybody else and that was what really changed for me because I have lost um, decent amounts of weight in the past before I gained and got up to where I was. Um, but I always did it. And I even say losing weight. Um, I say losing weight because I wasn't even trying to overcome an addiction because I didn't really know at the time. It didn't trigger yet um, when I was doing all these other diets. But so I would always like lose weight for other people. Um, I'm just, I'm sure other, just like there's probably addicts that get healthy and do all these things because they have all this family and whatever. I know it's different, um, but in the sense, it's kind of the same, like you have to want to really do it because you know your life's going to change. Yeah. So 
when I finally did that, I guess I was just at that tipping point. I was like, this is, I can't believe this is my life. I could barely buckle the um, seatbelt in the car. Like I was two centimeters away from not being able to do that. Um, I couldn't put my own shoes on. Like you'd be shocked at all the things I couldn't do. Um, and I was just so sick of it. And I didn't want to live that way anymore. And so um, I was also going through infertility and I knew that the way I was eating and my weight was affecting, it wasn't letting me get pregnant. My body could not take care of itself. How could I take care of a baby? It was protecting me, you know? Um, so that's what really got me started to finally get on the road to just self love in general. Um, because it wasn't just like getting rid of the food addiction. It was just like wanting to take care of myself because I deserved it. Um, I will say, on the contrary with that, when I started losing weight this time, um, I should just keep saying like recovery, but I mean, you know, it, we know that I was a food addict. So um, when I started getting to, I don't know, maybe like 30 or 40 pounds lost, um, I started drinking a lot uh, before I had my son, before I got pregnant. Yeah, because infertility was like really, really difficult. Um, and again, I was so young. So I'm like, even though I was super overweight, I'm like, I'm only 21. How it, it took us two years to get pregnant with him, which isn't long in retrospect, but it felt like forever. Um, so I got really, um, even though I was on this, this journey of self-discovery and all this, um, I would say I didn't become a full blown alcoholic, but there was like at least a good, good six to eight months where I drank a lot and I started hiding it from my husband and I started blacking out and I felt like I was almost trading one addiction for another. Um, and thankfully getting pregnant with my son and just realizing how bad that, like, it was easier to cut that one off quick because my family's full of alcoholics, full of them, a lot of them. Um, and so I'm pretty much, I wouldn't say I'm the only food addict. I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, there's unhealthy people in my family, but I was the worst case. But alcoholism, everyone, you know, it's one of those social ones that just is acceptable. And I said, I cannot do that to my kids. And so having my son really helped nip that one in the bud um, quick, but it was, it, it was just, I was such a bad person. I can't just drink to drink. I was drinking to get drunk and it was just the trade off. And, um, but now obviously I'm pregnant with number two, so I'm not drinking anyway, but I only, um, I think I've only, I only drank like twice after having my son and it was like Bud Light coolers and it was never anything bad. And I just decided it's just not a lifestyle I want to live. So sorry, that kind of got along and on another track, but that was one that was like, if I, I totally saw myself letting it get out of control if I wanted it to, because it was just so easy to just drink and drink and drink and do it every night by myself. And I wasn't even going anywhere. It's like me by myself in my apartment. Like my husband doesn't drink. So that's how, you know, it's like, it's not even social. Yeah. But yeah. Let, let, me, let me see if I understood this. So you lost 40 pounds and you were not able to get pregnant. So you're kind of get depressed, like why, why I can't have babies. Right. And then you're soothing. It was just alcohol, not food anymore. Yeah. Like I you just, needed something else. Yeah. And I mean, um, 
I almost felt for a while I had like this addictive personality and I don't claim that anymore because I feel like claiming that is just like allowing that. Um, but yeah, I ended up, I ended up losing about 50 pounds by the time I got pregnant with him. But yeah, it was like that whole second year of trying, um, obviously it's not great for fertility either. I will tell you what, um, finally, uh, I think helped me get pregnant was I got pregnant, uh, January of 2020, December of 2020, I mean, 2019, I was still drinking all the time and I went to church for a Christmas service and the pastor said something like, and I know this is, this is just my journey, you know, um, and my spirituality, but the pastor said something like, you know, exactly what you need to do to get the things that you want. Um, you just aren't doing that. And can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Keep talking. Okay. Okay. So, um, immediately okay. I knew my brain, I needed give me, to quit Give me one second. Give me one second. So, yeah. So the pastor said something like, God is telling you what you need to do. You just have like to get what the, the things you're asking for immediately in my brain. I knew quit drinking. Like you're not going to get pregnant that like, again, it's another, just like when I decided to work on the food addiction, it was like, I know number one, I can't get pregnant and all these other things. Just if I'm going to keep eating like this. Um, and it was just a real spiritual moment. And then the next month I got pregnant cause I didn't, um, I did drink one time that month, but the rest of the month I didn't. And I was drinking multiple times a week. Um, and so I ended up having my son, um, because of that. So it was just confirmation to me. Like, I don't, that's not for me. And it, it was easier to, de to decline that one than it was for food. Cause food was like my entire life, but yeah. So, um, so that's my story. Um, yeah, okay. it's different. Like, I believe in those moments that you hear something, maybe you hear a song, you know, in your case, you went to church and then you hear that and it's a click, like a message. It's like, okay, that's it. That's my message. So yeah. I'm so grateful that you were there and you said enough is enough. Uh, my question is, have you heard about Overeaters Anonymous? No, I haven't. Okay. So that's like AA alcohol anonymous mm -hmm. or NA for, you know, for drug addiction, alcohol addiction, because food is an addiction. So they have meetings like for alcoholics is the same thing. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I learned that when this friend, you know, when we went together to the meditation retreat, she told me about it. It's food is an addiction and I go to meetings like for, for alcohol. I'm like, what? So I went to uh, those meetings over Eaters Anonymous and I learned so much about food addiction. Really? It is unbelievable. Like, I don't know, you know, I'm going to ask you like if you did yeah. it. Like, did you, did you used to have like, clothes with different sizes because you were eating oh yeah um i went from like a size 16 to 24 relatively quick i mean yeah uh -huh. did you use your finger through throw up like oh i feel bad because i ate all these no i was never the one i because you know what in high school um i did try that like for two days and i will tell you I had to go to gym. I was in, you know, gym class in high school and we had to do the planks 
and my abdomen from making myself do that, I was so weak. I said, that is for the strong, that is not for me. So I, I tried that in high school, but I never did it again. Nope, I didn't. Okay, because I met a lady and she said that she was eating, she was hiding her food, and in you know sometimes and then she was going to the gym or maybe she was go for a run because she knew she ate so much so she was gaining weight so she will she won't fit in her clothes so she had like two sizes because she was jumping from two sizes all the time mm -hmm. okay oh, i had to go to work tomorrow but i didn't go to the gym or i didn't throw up so i'm gonna wear this size of clothes because i ate too much I was like, wow, never yeah. heard about it. And then another lady said that her food addiction started because when she was a kid, she was in a swimming competitions. So of course, you know, when you go to training, you know, into the pool, even if you're playing just in the pool, you burn so many calories and then you're super hungry. Yeah. So because she was competing, her parents were like, no, you can't eat that much. No, you're gonna eat this little. And she was starving. So from that, when she, I don't know, when she grew up and she was living by herself, she's like, I'm gonna eat whatever I want. And, and then her food addiction started that way. So there's so many stories, like why you start, you know, using food mm -hmm. as an addiction. And for me, like, you know, when I was in the meetings, they were saying it is so difficult for us because food is available. We need food to nourish our bodies. So it's kind of like a daily fighting, right? Mm -hmm. Because with alcohol, you're going to say, I'm not going to buy alcohol. I'm not going to have alcohol in my house. I'm going to tell my friends when they come over, don't bring alcohol. But yeah. with food, everyone's going to eat. Uh -huh. right. And how many people are going to want to eat the food that you're trying to? It's, it's so, I've been there. I've done starvation diets um, for a couple years. And I will tell you, it was the worst. And I lost weight doing it. Um, and then after I stopped doing that, I gained 160 pounds. I got to 365 pounds. And it is, the. it's a different type of like debilitating because in a sense, depending on your support system, depending on what you're doing, um, your stance on it, really people, uh, in my experience, um, it felt like people were watching me, what I'm eating, you know, just like when they get like, when people don't want like, like ex drug addicts, addicts in recovery, like sneaky, like if they go out in the backyards, like where are they going? What are they doing? You know, but with us, it would be like, um, around other people if we're at a birthday party and I'm having pizza it's like are you supposed to be having that like it is because you have to face it and you have to face it around other people because you can't expect people to as much as you want them to it's just one of those things you know like like you said alcohol you can easily tell people like come on don't bring the alcohol but is everyone going to want to eat cauliflower pizza or something probably not <laughs> you know so it's really, it is one of those ones that you have to face every day. Um, and I think that's why America, I mean, like, obviously there is a food addiction problem, just like other addictions, because the health of our country is like just going down and down and down. Um, 
And it's just that I don't think, like you said, 2019, it was just around that time that I finally clicked in my head. Um, it's an actual addiction. It's not a weight problem because that is something you hear all the time. It's, oh, she just, she's big bone. She's got a weight problem. Well, you only have a weight problem. I don't even like that word. If, you know, you have, I mean, not everybody, but you know what I'm saying? Like, in the sense of me, I was, a, I was 365 pounds. You only have that problem if you're addicted. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to check out those groups. I've never like looked into like support groups about it. Uh -huh. You know, I will advise you to check it out, to go listen and, and see if they can help you in a certain way. Um, you do personal development, right? You know about the power of your words. So what I saw in those meetings, the people there still hurting. They haven't, because they don't do personal development. They don't go to seminars. Yeah. So they're still, for me, I see them as an active, uh, they're still inactive. This is the war addiction. Like I feel that they're still there because yeah. there's so much guilt. They haven't like loved themselves. I see them in pain because it's different. Like right now talking to you, you feel like free. Like you don't have anything like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about it. Hey, I am so ashamed to say this. No, you're like open. Like, this is what's going on. This is what happened. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. But those people, they put in their minds like, oh, this is Overeaters Anonymous. No one needs to know that I have a food addiction. Right. And I asked them like, okay, you have an addiction. Is food, food is available. There's also sugar addiction. And some people don't know that sugar is an addiction. So some of them, they were sugar addicts. And I asked them, okay, when you are at work, we usually bring, hey, I brought a cake. Hey, I brought donuts. Hey, I have cookies. Yeah. Do you tell your coworkers, please do not offer me cookies. Please do not bring cookies to my cubicle. And they say, no, they don't need to know. I'm a, I'm a sugar addict. I'm like, but, but you need the support. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, with me too, like, and that's why I, 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 I have friends and people I know going through what I went through. And like you said, I'm definitely in a place and not in a bragging way, but it is, it is so freeing because I spent 20 plus, I mean, my whole life in it until the last few years. Um, but I was pretty much in isolation I say I'm, I wasn't in prison, but I was um, when I gained my 160 pounds, most of it. Um, and when I finally got on the road to like taking care of myself, I had lit, moved three hours away from family, which I still do. Um, and I quit working. I started doing like online stuff. I wasn't as active as what I we do now, um, but I was like teetering around. And so I was, I didn't go anywhere. Um, I didn't have money to go anywhere. My car was broke down. So I was in the house um, all the time. And so honestly, 
and I would, but I, I still would love to go to those and like hear those people talk about that because it is a different experience because I went into recovery alone, which I think support is great. Um, but it, um, I had some trauma from my past support that I was telling you about earlier that the people that supported me were always like, you're not supposed to have, like, it was just, and for me, I needed more, which is totally fine, but I didn't even ask for that. You know what I mean? Like, it would be, like you said, it'd be different if you like want to go to those people um, and do it. But when you feel like automatically shamed for just eating a piece of pizza at a birthday party, it's like, well, you kind of do go and do that, go and hide. Like when I leave the birthday party, I'm going to go buy a 20 piece chicken nugget at McDonald's and you know what I mean? But yeah, so my recovery was pretty much, I hate saying solitary, but I really was alone a lot. I was alone for a really long time. Um, so it is a different experience than I think people that have to go to work and are constantly exposed. And just like I said, that's when I was at the peak when I was working and I could go to fast food every day. But then when I wasn't working, I didn't have as much money. I was at home. I was just a stay-at-home wife. I didn't have kids yet. And so I kind of just figured it out that way by myself. And it was, for me, it was good. And I know not, it's not that way for everybody though. Uh -huh. So I see you as a very, very strong woman. Like to say, like no more, like the, the termination, like, uh-uh, I know this is not good for me. I want to have kids. I want to be a mama. Like I had to cut this. It's like amazing and you're so young you're like wow wow thank you know and, and thank god that it didn't take you that long to realize this is an issue like this is not right this is not healthy and then with the alcohol that was quick yeah so you have something special in your brain because it works quick it's quick well you know and i did grow up like i said around um like i said i'm like as Food addiction, definitely I'm the the one in the family. Like, yeah, everyone else eats unhealthy, but it hasn't impacted people the way it was impacting me, just like other addictions. There's alcoholics in my family, but I have dealt with a lot of addicts in my family, um, all of the varieties, you know what I mean? Um, and so that was what always kept me from doing the bad, like the really hard stuff. Like, I was like, I'm never gonna touch crack or like heroin, like no way, because my whole family, like, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but I, I, that was one of those things I was like, I know better than that. Like I can't, I've seen what it does to those people. And so, um, like I said, I think that's why food was like that easy one for me to just keep up with. Um, and I was never tempted to go smoke and do crazy stuff in the woods with people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like some teenagers, but, um, I was at home eating popcorn, but, uh, <laughs> so, and, and, and tacos and stuff. But, um, but, but yeah, you know, so. it, it is funny that you're so innocent, right? Like, no, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to eat food, not knowing that food is an addiction because there's no education there. None. Like, you know, they tell you, do not use drugs, do not use alcohol, blah, blah, blah. And what about food? There's no education that sugar is an addiction. Food is an addiction. And now right. that we are, you know, we, we have this business and it's about health. It's like, how are you going to support your people if you don't have this information? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so now you, you're, you're expecting your second baby. Mm -hmm. Did you, 
Did you plan the second baby? Wow. This is a ketone baby. <laughs> no, literally, I got pregnant like the month I started drinking them. So <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, so yeah, uh, of course, we're welcome. We're welcome in the baby. But no, they weren't planned. Um, I will say, you know, even being 280 pounds, obviously, I still have... Um, I still have ways to go in my health because regardless, it's not healthy to be at this size, but I, the, finally, I think it takes, at least for me in my experience, like it took, I did have to get to a certain amount of weight loss where it was like, okay, now I can focus more on like, um, like I'm focusing more on ingredients and stuff now mm-hmm. versus, and like the inflammation and stuff. Cause I didn't, I'm now I'm learning about all that being where we're at. And, um, and I'm sure the scales, once I have the baby, you know, eating that way, watching, looking and making sure there's not 30 ingredients on something just because it's 100 calories, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so I, even though I'm this size and my pregnancy hasn't been easy, I feel the healthiest I've, this is the healthiest I think I've ever felt in my adult life. Wow. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, even being, um, I send voice clips to people and they're like, I would have no idea you're that far pregnant if you would like if you didn't tell me because you sound like you're doing fine because i guess we're supposed to be miserable i don't know but you know so um i really do like despite the the nausea and stuff on top uh, around that i feel like i'm at the best health um and i know i'm i'm 25 i should be feeling healthy but i didn't for my whole life because i never ate good even when i wasn't 365 pounds when i was 200 pounds i I ate like crap, you know, that's how I got to 365. So I've never really taken care of myself until now. Now I'm drinking ketones, I'm taking Mitoplex, I'm freaking taking beef liver capsules, like I'm doing all this stuff, vitamin C, um, I'm exercising more at this, I'm exercising moderately, like walking, you know, nothing crazy, but I am more active now at eight months pregnant with a toddler than I've ever been in my life. Wow. I mean, truly, like that's, you know, so I'm just really grateful um, that I'm at that place. And so I mean, like just going back to the cause, like, like you said, there's not much awareness around that. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel inspired to go on my page and redo this because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a deep story. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's so crazy. Um, and I think a lot more people need awareness around it but it's it's such a tricky subject like food addiction because a lot of people have it and it's so realized yes like like i learned this from the overeaters anonymous groups but you know i don't have kids but when i was a kid you know something happened to me in school or you know i was playing and i got you know some scratches like oh poor baby oh let's don't cry anymore i'll give you ice cream i'll give you a lollipop and it's like a reward with food oh my gosh oh you did great in school let me give you about you know a big bar of candy you know chocolate it's always food let me give you food or if you're you know you're having a bad day it's like oh poor baby let me i don't know grilled cheese because it's gone for food. Yeah. And, and you know, what's crazy. This is actually something I wanted to bring up is that that is, I just had this conversation with my mom this morning. Um, I can't lie. Like, I know this is like a parenting thing, but, um, 
my husband, um, he, he was skinny growing up and like whatever he eats like crap, but he doesn't, you know how men are, they can get away with it for so long before they <laughs> catches up. But, um, he didn't eat, he didn't have access to a bunch of junk food. My husband was like Skeletor when we got together. I'm not kidding. He was so small. I mean, he wasn't starving, but he just, he just ate the bare minimum. He wasn't a big junk food person. Well, now he likes to give my son and I mean, I, I give my son certain little treats here and there because of course, like, you know, every now and then, but my husband's been more like wanting to give them treats more often, like an Oreo once a day. And while that seems so comparable, I told him, I was like, listen, from an ex food addict, I am kind of going through this weird thing where I'm like, I, I, I'm not terrified, but like, I'm, you can hear me? Yes, it was the AirPods again. <laughs> but um, where I'm like, I'm trying to navigate that with my kids because I do not want to do that to him. And it's really hard. I mean, it's difficult because like, like you just said, like my husband wants to be like that. I mean, it's not like, it's not my husband's fault. Like that's a, like you said, everyone does it. It's we're in doctrine to do it. Like everyone's like, Oh, like let's go out to eat, celebrate, whatever. And I feel it's just, it's really difficult. Um, cause I'm trying to make sure I don't make that mistake with my children. Um, and that's again, probably like a different, um, thing that, I mean, ex parent, I mean, parents that are, were addicts, they don't have to think about their two year old drinking alcohol. Uh -huh. <laughs> I have to, I'm, con I'm, I'm in this space where I'm like trying to make sure I'm not setting him up for that road. And also I don't want to be this freak mom. So it's a really, that's what I'm actually struggling with. Um, from the, like that part of addiction is like, I was just telling my mom this morning that that's a really tricky road to navigate um, because I don't, I know how hard that is and I don't want my son to have to go through it because I chose not to make better choices. Cause I know now my parents didn't know, they didn't think that their toddler was going to become 365 pounds at 20 years old. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. No one thinks that, but I know it's possible if you let kids eat like that, like I ate. So that is something when you said that, always celebrating with stuff to the kids. That's what it made me think of because it's very true. Like I am very aware of the sugar consumption because in school there's a, you know, Valentine's day, Thanksgiving, whatever, whatever, whatever celebration is candy, 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 candy. Yeah. And then Halloween is like, how much candy can you get? And then Easter and Valentine's day. So sugar, 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 sugar all the time. Yeah. So for me, like health has been a priority all my life. And, but I didn't have the education about sugar that it was an addiction. So I had my little cookies like with chocolate and we went to a all-inclusive uh, resort and of course we were eating dessert every day. It was so much fun, a lot of food. Yeah. And when we came home, we got kind of like, we can have a little dessert every day. So we were buying a muffin, some cookies, some cake, and we were having a dessert. It was just one piece of dessert, one, one piece of something. We had it with coffee in the afternoon when Rosemary was coming from work. 
and we did it for a year every day every day we didn't know about sugar addiction i was like and then we were gaining weight yeah <laughs> when i met this lady and she said about sugar addiction i was like oh, i think i'm going through that path mm -hmm. and she said this is unbelievable i don't know if you heard about it because usually when you have a dessert something sweet you have it with coffee mm -hmm. right if you like coffee so that was that was what we were doing coffee and dessert so this lady removed the desserts you know the sugar from her life and she mm -hmm. likes coffee so she says she said if i'm drinking coffee and i have that trigger i need something sugary and if she cannot control that she has to quit coffee too because it's a trigger for the sugar i was like what the heck is that thank god you know sometimes i'm like mm, i want i want something sweet but now with the keto cream mm -hmm. it's like i just have my coffee with keto cream i'm good to go that for me that's my little dessert yeah and i don't know if you have have you cut sugar a lot um well sugar wasn't even i mean well I know carbs turn into sugar, right? And that's how it goes, right? So I was definitely way more of like a chips, cheese dip, fried food. But since having my son, since I was pregnant with my son, I definitely like sweets a lot more. Um, obviously, I'm not doing anything crazy because I haven't gained all my weight back. But um, yeah, now I just do a lot more fruit. I try to do that. And like you said, um, I used to eat fruit and Nutella. That was like my vice. I just had to quit. I, I didn't have to cut out the fruit, but I just, I had to just quit buying the Nutella. And it's one of those things, if it's not in the house, you can't eat it. You know, if it's not there. Then, you know, you do. So I do almond butter now, which is <laughs> no sugar added. And I get the plain almond butter. So I think it's always about finding that the alternatives, like you said, the keto cream, like, instead of the normal coffee creamer. Um, I'm all about all the healthy alternatives, like the low carb wraps. I don't even like normal tortilla wraps. They, they're not even good anymore because I've uh, like grown to love the, I've grown to love the process. I think that's another thing. If you, if you like despise everything you're doing, like recovering, like trying all these new foods and you just, you can't find anything you like. That's something I did. I found healthy foods that I really liked and I ate them every day. Now, I'm the person that can do that, though. Some people, like, I need variety. No, I, okay. I knew eggs were really, really good for breakfast. I hate them scrambled by themselves. I, I really hate them by themselves unless they're on bread. Well, keto bread wasn't around, and I wasn't buying low-carb wraps yet. And so I made deviled eggs, like, every day. I'm not kidding you. I Dead serious, because I knew, I, mm -hmm. I love deviled eggs. And so I was eating just this big protein, like, three or four eggs for breakfast, and I liked it. I was enjoying myself. So I found things that I liked that I was willing to make that didn't make me feel like I was like depriving myself of something delicious. And that was huge too. So I'm all about like sugar, um, you know, just trying to pick the healthier option at the end of the day. Like I said, if I'm going to have fruit, I'll do almond butter instead of like chocolate or like sugary peanut butter or something, you know? Um, that's where the ingredients reading comes in because I realized sugar isn't everything. You're right. Like it's in everything and ridiculous things that shouldn't have sugar.
Let me let me ask you this because we're talking about addiction. This is what I learned from the Overeaters Anonymous meetings. Like when you are an alcoholic and you quit alcohol, then you replace it with another addiction. So because sugar is alcohol, then you go for I my hold up I my TikTok. Ah, uh oh, yeah, on, it was falling because someone was calling me. So replacing an addiction with another one. So a lot of alcoholic people go for sugar because yeah. you can have a donut, right? And you're okay. Oh, you quit alcohol. Yeah. But now it's, it's my cookies, it's my donut, it's my cake. Mm -hmm. yep. So you're replacing an addiction with another one. So I don't know if you notice this when you quit alcohol, if that was the point that you went to eat more sweets. Well, it was right. I quit alcohol the month I got pregnant. So maybe it just so happened. Um, because I definitely have more of a sweet tooth now for sure. But um, I guess it was never such a long, like, you know, people that are drink like the sugar, because like mine was more, I mean, just, just the junk food. I know carbs turn into sugar, but it wasn't like, I was never huge into cookies or cake. I was not that fat girl. I was like the fat girl that like, let's go to the Mexican restaurant and like go crazy at the Mexican restaurant. Not like, you know, so, um, so yeah, so sugar thankfully was never a huge trigger, but I would not doubt that that would be the difference. Cause I definitely was like a wine drinker. So, you know, wine's got a lot of sugar. Oh yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. I'm so excited doing this. So last question. Are you going every single day promoting your trials? Um, you cut out. Can you say it again? I heard you on Instagram, but barely. Uh, it's an issue. Can you hear me on Facebook? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. My question is, if you're going live every single day, showing people that you have trials available i have not mm, okay no. are you going to well now you've inspired me to go live on on my page so i think yes i will 